What's up everybody and welcome back to Jeremiah Wonders. Sam Muriel is the guest today. Leave a like and a comment below to get this thing started and I want to give a huge thank you to everyone who has been listening to my album or maybe you purchased the special or rented the special on Amazon Prime or Apple TV or Video On Demand, Roku, all the platforms that are out right now. I really appreciate the, the five star ratings and reviews on Amazon Prime. All that stuff helps. And I want to wish you guys a happy holidays and thank you so much for your support. And I actually have a couple live road dates that I want to tell you about. December 30th, Royersford, Pennsylvania at Soul Joel's. And then January 7th, I'll be in Austin, Texas. January 8th and 9th in Fort Worth, Texas. Hope to see you guys there live. Stay safe out there. And without further ado, please welcome Sam Morrill to Jeremiah Wonders. My side of things, if you want to do Sweet. the same side for you. Love it. <laughs> we Sweet. just we just showed how athletic we both are by uh <laughs> by how we just clapped. <laughs> We're just like, okay. Oh dude, I, I'm literally coming from physical therapy from like nothing. So I, I'm I'm I've made peace with the fact that my whatever I thought were glory years are far behind me. What what what's causing you pain right now? I have neck pain. Okay. See, you have that tall, we have that tall guy thing where something's wrong, either it's the back or the neck. It's one, Mine is always my lower back. I'm always like, ah, I'm always asking my wife, like, can you like give me a little something? Oh, I would like get mad at short people. I would like, I'd have back and neck problems and they'd be like, they'd be like talking to me and I'd be like, oh, fuck, I got to look at you. This is annoying. This is making it worse. All right. Uh, yeah, no, it was an issue. Uh, it's been an issue for years. Yeah, you yeah, you have to start changing your friend group and everything to, to yeah, just oh, like yeah. people more your eye line. You're like, "All right, I can <laughs> I can do this now." Yeah, dude. I remember uh I think it, I saw you at the thing. It was roast battle when with Jezelnick and Jeff Ross and Nikki were were the judges and I was on like painkillers and muscle relaxers cuz my back was just done. Wow. I was like I was a little fucked up on how, that. How how long have you uh had neck or back pain for? I think part of it's that I've never built muscles in my back. I don't think that's helped me. I, I saw a physical therapist. She's like a very small Indian woman. And she was like, you don't have muscles in your back. It's very emasculating for a tiny woman to be like, you're not a strong man. Yeah. And also <laughs> feel your great. dick doesn't work either. You're like, I'm not even there for that. What are you, what also, are you talking about? Also, your dad walked out. And here's a picture from prom night. What happened there? She just keeps going. <laughs> have you been haunting my house? Like, how do you know all this stuff about me? Yeah. yeah, dude. Uh, I've I've been trying to uh, uh, stretch and stuff. If you have neck and back problems, do you ever stretch in the shower? Whenever you uh, yeah, yeah, it's nice. Yeah, that's like that's like my go to. That's like where I feel the most the most athletic is like when I'm stretching. I'm like, yeah, I got a I got a game or something today. Yeah, sure. whenever I take, I it's weird. Like they always say, take an Epsom salt bath. But whenever I take a bath, I think of Nick Griffin. My buddy Nick Griffin has a great joke where he talked about someone taking a bath and he goes, what are you, a prospector in the 1800s? <laughs> I always think of that joke and I'm like, yeah, what am? Who do I think I am? So I, I'm not a big bath guy. Yeah, I rarely, you know, when I go on the road sometimes, I will treat myself to a bath. And I feel a road bath is different. A road it's bath, acceptable. That's like you're like, uh, you're in this new setting. You're like, I'm never going to do this. I can't do this at home. 
So yeah. I uh, I will go crazy. I'll squirt all, as much free soap as I can and make as many bubbles and just be like a fake oh, luxurious wow. prince for a little while. <laughs> I've never gotten that far, but I do do the uh, I do. I've done an occasional road bath, just like if your back's fucked up or you're stressed, you're like, oh, I'll get a, I'll get a cocktail going. I like a, I, I do like a cocktail in the bath. That feels like <laughs> whenever I'm in the bath, though, it's like. I remember, like, all I think about is, like, Dalton Trumbo. You know, ever see that movie Trumbo where Brian Cranston plays a screenwriter and he's just always writing in the bath? Oh, and the I'm just writers. like, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm just laying here, maybe watching The Sopranos on, like, a laptop that's hoisted <laughs> over a toilet somewhere. That's that's the extent of my work in the bath. Yeah, I had a LaCroix once in a bubble bath, and I was like, I think this is the whitest moment of my life. I just was <laughs> sipping on a LaCroix in a bubble bath, like, on the road in between stand-up gigs, and I was like, yeah, this is this is a little bit too much. I can't do this You're again. Like, Fuck! I got to turn off the Dido. This is bad. You know, <laughs> this is. There will be no <laughs> white flag above my door. That was pretty Dude. good. Oh, thank you, thank you. That very wasn't much. bad. Dude, Dido and Eminem. I mean, come on, bro. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was good. Are you an Eminem guy? You like Eminem? I I do like Eminem. Absolutely. Yeah. I I although I feel guilty. Um, because Mateo Lane is a friend of mine, and he was he was telling me I love Mateo. He was like Mateo was like, dude, Eminem ruined my childhood. Like the homophobia that people felt comfortable throwing at me because of Eminem. I didn't even think about that. I'm like, yeah, dude, I hear. I mean, so (laughs) he says that to me, and I'm like, fuck. I definitely uh was a little liberal with my language. Uh, you know, I definitely let it fly because I didn't. You, when you're a kid, you don't realize how bad that shit is and how you're like, because now I'm like, oh, fuck, I'd, I'd be like part of the problem. So I'm glad I have friends like that to to like to hear their side, you know? I think maybe that's why later on in his career, that was a big deal when he did that performance with uh, Elton John. Elton, yeah. I think that was his being like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think My it's also, bad. it's like, he's also a dude where I'm like, I don't think he was like, I hate gay people. I think it was like, it was like a street thing where he was like, but it like, it still probably hurt his life. I'm not saying like, so I'm like, you know, I'm, his feelings are valid. Mateo's feelings are valid, I think is my point. I Even if like, you don't mean it, you could be like, oh, this is fucking up someone's shit. Cause you know, like he's calling people gay who like weren't gay. He's like, Justin Timberlake's gay. And I'm just like, well, he's not. You just, <laughs> you're just calling him names. And shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Timberlake, he's banging like a ton of chicks. Yeah. Yeah, if you think Timberlake's gay, uh, <laughs> you don't know what gay is. Jessica Biel is a hot woman. Yeah. You know? I, dude, I heard that. I hate when I. Do you ever click on clickbait of like celebrity stuff online? Like, do, are, does that, do you fall into that trap ever where you click I, on something rarely, where you're like, how did I, how did I, I end rarely up here? click on it. I do look for headlines sometimes just because I'm like looking to get my brain started like that's how i'll start to write jokes sometimes is just yeah. looking at headlines to see what i can do with it but yeah i'm not a big uh entertainment news guy i wouldn't say i wouldn't consider myself either but for whatever reason every once in a while like one caught my eye recently it said something like the real story of how jessica beale stole justin timberlake from cameron diaz i was like well, oh, i wow. mean i gotta take a look at this i mean this is a pretty good one and I guess it broke down this this story of how they they uh, they met at a party. And uh, anyway, it was a bunch. It seemed like it could be valid or it could be the biggest lie ever. But I was it was an intriguing read where I was like, did this really happen? Did did this? Cameron Diaz. I mean, I mean yeah. She, I mean, it depends which Cameron Diaz we're talking. Are we talking like 
right out of the gate the masked Cameron Diaz? Are we talking peak of her powers? There's something about Mary Cameron Diaz? Are we talking like on the way down bad teacher Cameron Diaz? There's it's all across the map, so it's that true. does play that does I mean, play you're, into it. You're not turning away from Cameron Diaz straight out of the mask. That's no. not happening. That's not And also happening. I just thought she was so lovable and something about Mary. It's just such a it's such an iconic uh character, you know? Yeah, she's so I mean any any woman who's cool enough like to do that the 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 famous jizz in the hair scene is like yes. it's okay in my book you know what classic. I mean oh, classic oh classic it was also like you could tell dudes wrote that script I love something about Mary but it's like you could tell dudes wrote that script when she's like do you want to go upstairs and watch Sports Center and I'm like ooh I'll take no woman I've ever met in my life are you fucking kidding me she's like let's eat corn dogs and watch uh, Rich Eisen on TV and I'm like yeah no woman yeah. has ever said that sentence to me yeah and I'm ever. not gonna gain weight or or anything at all. <laughs> I'm going to stay in perfect shape. It's going to be crazy. Exactly. And she's an orthopedic surgeon in the movie. Like yeah. literally everything about it, I'm like a dude wrote this about a woman who does not exist. Yeah. It's almost like a fantasy sci-fi comedy more than anything. <laughs> just yeah, like really going down is. the list of like just this perfect, beautiful woman is like, how can I appease you? And then, and like the guys are there. Like, and then, and then she does this, like, and then like she thinks, and what, what do you think about that? Will you do that, Cameron Diaz? And she's like, yeah, yeah the, the yeah. woman with three tits in Total Recall is more believable a character than Cameron Diaz. And there's something about Mary. What that, that movie is her like spinoff? We keep getting all these reboots and stuff. Where is her spinoff? I want to see that movie. I mean, I don't think it probably wouldn't be that. Good. It's good because they're all fucking. It's the dudes are the funny part of the movie, though. Like the fact that they're just all stalkers and all creeps. Yeah. Like she basically chooses a dude who's still a stalker in the end of the movie. Yes. They just went to high school together. He still stalked her. Like there was no Facebook. He hired a private eye. That was yep. the movie. Yep. Good. That, that's why they had to show him protecting her. You know, mentally handicapped brother. Uh. In the first scene, because they're like, he's about to stalk her. So we got to show that he's a decent dude. Right, right. Yeah, that movie, <laughs> the, I wish that they were able to still make some comedies. I don't know, like that. Like, I feel like it's so PC it's tough, now right? with certain things where it's like some of the, like that outrageous comedy. Because it it it's going to hurt certain people's feelings. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just oh, bound yeah. to where now we're playing it safe. You even brought it up, uh, one of uh, my favorite jokes in your special, which is available now on YouTube for people to check out, Up on the Roof, Sam Morell. Uh You can watch for free on YouTube. I, I, I literally just finished it um, right before we hopped on. And uh, one of my favorite jokes in the special is you talking about um, a transgender superhero. And well, that's yeah, that's where we're at. I mean, because, yeah, the, I know the joke you're talking about is how Marvel, that we're doing a trans superhero and, and just like, I, here's my issue with it, right? Like, it, it, I feel like it didn't come from a pure place with Marvel because I was just thinking about dollar signs, you know? So they're thinking, like, so the joke is basically, you know, it's, they're going to overly PC it. There's going to be a supervillain, like, you mutants are all freaks, except for you. You're brave uh, to the trans <laughs> person, you know? So, but I think about this all the time. Something about Mary's a great comedy, but now they would, like, they would just beat the, un they would beat the funny out of it where they would be like, Okay, well, this person's got to be uh, this person's got to be Chinese. This person's got to be black, and they're like, actually, and then now that he's black, we can't make him sleazy because that would send a, a bad message. And it's like a black guy can't have a funny, uh, shitty character. Like you, I don't like the idea that like it's just so uh, 
it's just so obvious, like that what they're doing. So, right. and, it's like, and guess what? If you're a black actor, what you only want to play a character now who's doing the Lord's work? You want you want like meaty roles. You want yeah, like you, wa- you want to be a scummy, unlikable character. You want to well. play everything. Villains yeah. are the most fun characters, and I feel like they're a little like unless it's like Black Panther, and they're like we can all right, Michael B. Jordan, but it's all black people, so we're getting away with it. But like Michael B. Jordan's kind of the most interesting character in the movie, isn't he? Because he's the villain. Well, also, yeah, his backstory too is like I would have loved to seen a spinoff of that because absolutely. I mean, that was yeah. a very yeah, he was an interesting character for sure. Because you're like he's right that character. You're like, oh, that's more. He's like the the right to be angry villain. You're like, oh, I get he, he's he's three dimensional. So I he, yeah, I like that. He was that. one of the few people like of villains where I was like, kind of has a right to be pretty upset with literally everything. Like he, he's coming back to claim his throne. Like uh, let's see how this fight breaks down. You know, totally. Totally. So that's my thing is like, I, I don't like how like just transparent they are is I guess my point where it's like, you're sh- like, do what you got to do, but don't be so fucking obvious about it. And also like, give everyone a shot. I do think diversity is important. Of course, you know, it is absolutely important. But like, fucking the way they go about it just feels. Uh, and I guess when money's at stake, it reveals kind of ugliness, right? <laughs> about sure. these companies. But uh but here, at the end of the day, a trans superhero is going to be good for kids who identify with that. So that is, it is at the end of the day, good, you know? Yeah. We're, yeah. You're just saying more the approach. It's like, work on the approach a little bit more. So it's of not course. so blind, basically. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, it's like, I mean, shit. Like, you think about, like, Black Panther. It's like, they didn't have, like, an all-black ensemble superhero movie. They had, like, Blade. But they did I can't think of one that's, like, all black. I mean, that's fucking huge. That's That was why Black Panther was so groundbreaking, you know? My buddy, uh, there's a comedian, Ed Greer, who has a great Blade joke where he said that Blade, the movie Blade, did more for civil rights than any other film ever. It's just a, a black superhero killing white people. <laughs> like, oh, that's good. Yeah. Like, it, like the, the way he does it is great. But, uh, he, he's I, did, just, I did a thing about like about uh Black Panther, like how they how long black people had to wait for an all black superhero movie, like they had to make it past Ant Man. Like that to me is so fucked up. They're like, can we have our own superhero movie? They're like, no. First, Paul Rudd's got to play an ant. Pa pa pa. How? What, just yeah. one one second. <laughs> We've got a we got a pretty big laundry list of movies ahead of you. <laughs> yeah, man. I uh, what what is a recent movie that you saw that um that you would maybe recommend to uh the listeners or viewers? I watched what? um hmm. uh the Zappa doc, and I'm not even a, a huge. Zappa guy, but uh, yeah. the Zappa doc and the uh, Belushi doc, a um, couple docs to check out if you have downtime or whatever. But you, uh, you're writing so much, so oh. you, like I'm, oh, I'm always impressed by just how much. I mean, you've put out uh, two specials pretty much back to back within a yeah. very short span amount of time. I feel like so. I'm out of shit to say. I feel like I'm done. I feel like there's no more at that well. I gotta, yeah, I gotta. Something horrible is going to happen, I guess. I don't know. But I mean, uh, is that how do you get inspiration? I guess. Do you like now that you're in a space where you have released, you know, almost two hours of content, like, are you back to just trying to let life soak in around you and, and watch stuff? And are you letting yourself kind of celebrate and relax a little bit right now? Well, celebrate. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's like a hard time to be like, party. We fucking. No, I, I, I'm but not it's, good but at it's feeling. A, it's a big accomplishment, though. Thank you. To, to self do. And congrats to on your first special, man. I mean, that's, that's big. It, it's, uh, you know, it's very. Uh, 
it's very hard for me to feel the good. So I, I, I'm not great at like being like, we did it. I'm always like, I'm always beating myself up for something. So it, it's tough to feel the good. I'm, I'm glad I put this out. I'm glad that I have something to show for the pandemic and took a little control back. But uh, no, I'm not great at, at feeling well, that. Well, you know and- what, Sam? We're going <laughs> to celebrate right here, right now. This is turning into- Confetti just shoots after- down in my apartment. I'm like, dude, how did you do that? How what did the fuck? you- <laughs> You're on the new, latest season of Punked right now. We're <laughs> celebrating Sam Marill's special. Did we just did we just house? reveal did we just reveal our age with that reference? Is there yes. is how long there's how long has it be, been? There's got to be. I a, feel like a moment. I feel they like did a, they did a reboot sound a like, little while ago. But that's got to like sound like saying to kids that's like being on candid camera, and they're just like, "What? What are you, what are you talking about? You mean Impractical Jokers? What are you talking about? <laughs> I guess so." Those dudes know, crack you... me up. That's like that's like one of the rare shows that's just like joy right now. Well, that's like they're... one of the few shows that just gives me like pleasure when I watch because it's just pure stupidity and friends shitting on each other. I, I, I that show makes me feel good. They're all so nice too. Yeah, like they are. I mean, they're just like on a, on a personal level. Uh, I, I've had <laughs> I, we did um, uh, the Impractical Jokers cruise with them. Was it- I think year. I was on that with you, right? Yeah, right? You were on yeah, that yeah. one? Yeah, yeah, I think we were on the same one, yeah. I, think so. I, had a, I had a weird time on that cruise. <laughs> well, it's interesting because it's like, there's only, if you're not a cruise guy, like, if you're not into that environment, like, you're yeah. just on a boat, and you're just, like, kind of, like, going between decks and stuff, and maybe trying to hang out with people, or you're just completely isolating. It's, it's one or the other. Oh man, a hangover on a boat. There is nothing like that shit. It's also like the the amount of gluttony. Like you, every room you walked in, there'd be like a plate of fried chicken. I'd be like, how the fuck do they know that we'd be walking through the? You're in a hallway. You're like, you're like, all right, fuck it. Let me grab a thigh real quick. Uh, yeah, it was a a weird gig. Also, because the crowds were pretty good because of the Joker people, but like. Oh man, I remember uh, we were playing. Giannis Papas and I were playing ball on that little area and. These two young kids, like white guy, totally not sounding like a white kid, you know, like, like, like definitely like a street kid. And I'm like, all right. What's up, bro? And How you doing? You want to play ball with me or what's up, bro? That was, <laughs> that was it. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, we were, they fucking just like, this kid just lit us up. It was humiliating. It was just fucking the, and Giannis and I weren't even playing that badly, but he just wouldn't miss a shot. And. Then he was like, he's like, are you ready for round two? And I was like, hell yeah, dude, I'll see you there. And I just fucking didn't go. I was like, I can't, I can't lose this kid again. The ultimate troll just not showing up for the second game. Man, I thought we was going to play together. Come on, homie. (laughs) Where those two, where those two fat cats at, man? I was about to street them real quick. Did you play basketball in high school or college? Yeah, but my school sucked. We were a joke. We're terrible. I, I play. I play in the park still. I'll still like. I'll still. Oh, I yeah? like playing. I play like playing in New York winters because I like that feeling where you're just like something about doing like cardio in the wind. I mean, that's probably why I have no back muscle. I'm like fuck lifting weights. I'll just run a lot. And now my I have the the worst. I lo- I literally look like a Holocaust body. Like I I have the body of someone who like doesn't eat, but I eat a lot. I just will play ball and shit. And. uh do you think yeah, physically you have the ability to pack? Like, let's say somebody's like, all right, Sam, we're going to give you this movie role. We really need you to gain about 30 pounds of muscle. Do you think <laughs> biologically your body could do that? 
Absolutely. Yeah. I, but I would need a lot of help. I would need, I would need like, I don't think I lift correctly. I think that's one of the, I saw a guy on Instagram the other day. He like posted a thing. He's like a weight trainer. And he was like, look at this guy lifting incorrectly. And I was like, that's me. Like that, yeah. that is, I'm that guy at the gym. So I'm just like, oh, like that makes me never want to, that's like, that is shaming. I'm like, I don't want that shit. I, that makes me not want to ever go to the gym again. Yeah. I was for sure self-conscious uh, when I was going to the gym at the very beginning of 2020. Yeah, you're I had a lean a guy. Membership. Yeah. I, I I went and I was like, I felt like I was trying to do an impression of somebody working out. Like I felt so foreign in there. I, I was like doing like, you know, the machines and stuff and like trying to like do dips and different things like this. And I just was looking around. And I was just like, this is just so not me. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I'm like, let me just give best. up and let me just give up and go to an elliptical where I fucking belong. They look at me like that's stay in your fucking shitty weak ass. Yeah, uh, stay in your lane here, bro. Like go yeah. upstairs, like get away from all these weight machines. Like, yeah, I, I felt very self-conscious when I was doing that. And, uh, and then COVID happened. Then I had the best excuse. I'm like, I can't, I mean, I can't do it. I'm so, it's so unfortunate. Yeah. It really, I mean, COVID really has given us a lot of excuses not to work on ourselves in any way. I mean, it's really, I mean, it, it's really like epic where you're like, okay, well, this is the plan. Cause remember seeing people in large groups and you're like, well, now I've just knocked out a bunch of hangs. I can kind of be to myself a little bit with COVID. You kind of, you, if you see people, you kind of have it. It has to be small. It does. And you. But that's more hangs. Thing. You've multiplied the hangs now. I know. You're just, the math behind it does not add up, really. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I have. It's this weird thing with people where they. I think everybody is like secretly a little judgmental, but they're not really allowed to say how judgmental they are of the way people are reacting to this stuff because they always are having to follow it up with. And I totally get, you know, I totally respect like, like right. them doing this, but like undertone is like, I don't believe what this person's saying at all. Like they're loopy in their own mind. Like they're either do like doing it too much or not enough. Like there's no real correct line to be writing for this thing. That's the problem with, with COVID too, is like no one is on your exact level, right? Yeah. Like, ev like everyone in my life is either way more scared or way more paranoid or just way, way less. And it's hard to find friends where you're like, you have those friends that come over with like no mask and you're like, can you just put it, if we're indoors, can you just put it? And then you yeah. have those people who are like, I'm not going indoors, stay 10 feet away from me. I'm like, I thought it was six. So like, it's 10. I'm like, all right, I just, you know. So it's hard to find those people where you're like, this is my comfort and but then also you want to be respectful of people's even if it's like a little more than you believe you want to be respectful of their comfort right. levels so yeah i i literally had uh one lady who i know who judged me real hard uh i was in a conversation with her um and she goes uh because i was talking about travel and like and i licked her face and, and she i was licked like, her what? face she got real yeah. weird about it i don't know what it was <laughs> But she she commented. So I've known uh, uh, this this friend for a little while, and I told her that I was traveling with stand up and stuff. And she goes, "Well, just keep in mind, your wife right. is pregnant." And I go, <laughs> "I'm aware that she's pregnant. I know what I did. Like I know like what we're experiencing right you now." You should have just like, sold it. Like what? Who the fuck knocked her up? You should have just snapped at her. Like you fucking you who did that to? Who, do you know the guy? 
Do you know the guy? Because I will hunt him down. I will kill him. Yeah, that's that's fucking annoying. I it, it, look, people are gonna work. It's also like, you know, we all are doing our comfort levels. Like, I have friends who I'm like, ah, that's a gig I wouldn't have done. But you know, also it's you, you, we have to recognize that we're in a pandemic and also be, uh, you know, just you know, we just keep in mind. I try to do outdoor gigs only. I did a couple indoor gigs. Uh, you know, <laughs> my specials outdoors. I felt like that was, I didn't want to put out an, uh, an indoor special. And I also felt like this was just, you know, more representative of what we're going through, having to hustle to find weird ass roofs to there, perform there's on. There's going to be an alt comedian who sees your special and they're going to put in an indoor only special right now and be like, dude, I'm, I'm against the system right now, bro. But it's not even like cool punk rock. It's like punk with punk is like a, against the system. Like the system is failing. You know what I mean? Like the system's fucking up. The government's failing so fucking hard. Um, yeah, man. I don't know. It's uh, so that's the thing right now is with indoor. I did the last one I did. I was like, I just don't really feel right about this right now. I think even though I said I feel kind of safe, but I don't think. The gathering I'd, of people? Or? Yeah, I just think they always say it's six feet, but then someone's cheating a little bit with their chairs and then another person's cheating. And I'm just like, this feels pretty tight. Like, I, I feel like this is not a great. And there, and there's always like whatever gig you're at, they're like, we take it very seriously. And there's always someone who walks in like, I just came from a wedding. Give me a fucking hug. And you're like, all right, dude, come on. just. I did a gig where uh, the guy brought me to the stage and uh, and I go... I'm, I have my own mic. I'm going to plug it in. Yeah. He goes, sure, no problem. He takes his mic out of the stand. And after I, after I said goodnight, he comes back up. And he goes and he realizes that he forgot his mic to plug back in. And he goes, hey, bro, can I use your mic real quick? I go, uh. no, this is the <laughs> whole point of me bringing, no. And, and so he had to run back off stage. And I like told one more joke real quick. And then he got back on, but it was so weird. I'm like, why are you putting me on the spot? Like in front of the audience now? Like, yeah. I brought- hey bro, hey bro, can I, can I breathe? Can I breathe on you real quick? Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. And uh, also a lot of it may be in our heads, but fucking let us have that peace of mind. Like right now, the, one of the worst things about exactly. COVID is like every time I have like a hangover, I'm like, fuck, I have it. I know it. I know I just gave myself COVID by having one too many tequilas last night. So that that's part of the problem too is, uh, just the added stress and the media doesn't help because the media fucking lives to spread fear. Like, you know, now that Trump is not getting the same coverage, they're like, we'll fucking go back to the basics. Hospitals. This is it. Right. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. It's like they're going to they're going to over politicize whatever gets the most clicks, whatever gets totally. the most concern, whatever raises the most eyebrows and and so forth. Uh, check out Sam's special right now on YouTube. It's called Up on the Roof. I just watched it. Super funny. Um, Thanks, you pack man. in so many jokes in that in that forty five minutes that it's it's awesome because you know every special is is different. Uh, like compared to your first one, I got this. Um, and it it's uh, and that has a lot of jokes. I'm just saying the way that it was cut was it was very interesting. Which was an it was made for um, people with ADD. We're we're changing the scenery and the joke on no, every that, uh, which is yeah. cool. And and some of my favorite stuff was actually um, I I like your your jokes a lot. But you told a couple stories in there that I really liked, and also um, some of the interstitials that you got of just organically of people just living in New York 
Like you yeah. get into it with a couple of people like on the street, like some nice things, some some people randomly are saying like kind of off color remarks to you that it's just like, where did that lady come from? But <laughs> yeah, it was, that was like, weird. It, felt it was really weird. One real. lady got good. really mad at me. Uh, I was just telling it. It wasn't even telling a bit. I was telling an anecdote. I told a story about a bodega owner and a crackhead. And I was talking about, it was really about like the resilience of New York City. It was really about like, oh, we're coming back together, you know? And this woman goes, that's really offensive. And I just like, oh, how? And she was just like, if you're a comedian, you should quit. She just kept insulting me. At one point we cut, we cut this, but she called me an incel. She just kept insult. And I was like, what? first off, I know, I know. Uh, lazy insult because of my eyebrows, we get it. But uh, she just insults me, and uh, and and again and again, I was like, uh huh, and I was just, I just keep asking, but why? I don't, I, I just tell me why. I'm curious, and she won't answer me, and I'm just like, okay. And then I walk like ten feet, and another woman's like, oh, I love your comedy. And I was like, that's New York, man. Like one one second they hate you, the next second they they're nice. I mean, so I, I love that about the special, and I loved kind of just uh, embracing those weird interactions and. And using some of them, we cut it. We cut a few of the interstitials because I don't want to go too heavy with it. But uh, I, I really like that about the special that we were able to do that. Yeah, it feels like a good through line, like from you going from gig to gig between the uh, the rooftops and stuff like that. Is just like this is what it's like, like like just kind of like on the journey in between. And I even liked uh, like without giving too much away. At some points, you're trying to figure out the next spot you're gonna book. That was to real. Make those I mean, shows we were- happen. We were panicking a lot of those nights. We're like, "Fuck, is this?" Guy? Can I, ha- I was paying a crew, so if people didn't show up to the roof, it would make me crazy. It was, it, I, I, the anxiety. I literally took the anxiety of filming a special one night and stretched it over ten shooting nights. So I really tortured myself, and then uh, something would go wrong every night. And well, it's uh, bound to. It's on rooftops. Like you also totally. have drone, awesome drone shots and stuff that you're capturing of all that stuff. So. Yeah, one roof they broke his drone camera. My uh, my drone guy Dominic Mull, uh, hilarious. I mean, we were just so furious at the. Some drunk just knocked it over. We didn't see him. We're like, someone knocked this over. Uh, uh, yeah, there was something that went wrong literally every night. And yeah, the part of the special. I mean, that's but that's this year something goes wrong. So that was part of the special. I said we just have to embrace this. And at one point, you know, we're at dinner and Phil, Han- my friend Phil Hanley, who's a hilarious comic, start you know he's shitting on me. So we, we use moments like that because I kept thinking we wrapped the special and then I keep finding shit I hated. And I was like, we need more shoots. So we literally went to like four or five celebratory, we wrapped dinners and uh, where we got hammered. And then, uh, and then I was like, there's another night. We need another night. So we just kept tacking on nights. Dude. Yeah. That, that's uh, very stressful for a comedian. Uh, I can't even imagine like the show, the shows that I ended up doing for uh, my, uh, my special back home in Kansas city. It was a weekend of shows that ended up coming down to like two shows that we pulled stuff from essentially. And uh, the ones with the family when they were there were, were so stressful because like, brutal. All, right? I mean, that's literally, that's the angle of my, of my special. It's the concept behind it is um, I knew my family was coming. But they surprised me by sitting in the front row, which I would never, <laughs> ever plan as a comic. Awful. Like, you yeah. know, like inviting anybody is so stressful just in general. Even to put somebody on your list, sometimes you're just, it, you just, it takes you out of it just a second. You're like, oh, that person's in the crowd. I don't really want to be thinking about that, but I'll put that out of the way for a second. But to see people all around you that you know is just like, ugh. So. It's cringy. Yeah. I'm one of my, friends dan saint germain i remember once told me uh that early on you know when you have to bring people to the show to perform he brought 
his parents and they were the only people that showed up to the entire show those two people and they said the show is on and they had they were like hey since you brought your parents do you mind going at the end so his parents had to sit through the whole show as the uh, only audience members and then he had to bomb for his parents dude i that okay yeah that's brutal horrible. so brutal i i had a case where my mom and my sister were visiting in la and this was like the first year that I was out in Los Angeles and they're like, we really want to come to a show. And I'm like, I don't, I don't have any shows while you're here. I just have open mics. And my mom and my sister came to an open mic and I went on, I had a bad pull. It was like a lottery open mic. I didn't even know when I was going. And, uh, this female comedian is on stage and she starts telling abortion jokes. (laughs) And my mom is in, the second row, and she just starts booing this girl. She just starts going, boo, boo, just like at an open mic. And there's that literally- was, That was the baby's ghost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> heckling, heckling the, yeah. the female comic on stage. And the comic is just literally is like, ah, oh, you know, I, I guess she didn't like that one. Yeah. And just like, that's all you can do because it was literally like 20 other comics waiting their turn to go up. And my mom and sister were the only audience members. And it Oof, was, that's tough. It's one of the worst ones. It was one of the, I, I vowed, I was like, I'll never invite you to an open mic again because that was so brutal. That's a hilarious threat to hang over your mom's head. That's it, mom. That's the last open mic you get to go watch. You're cut off from open mics, mom. <laughs> All right. And my mom would come to shows. And I remember she came to a, an album taping I did. And it's funny. She'll sit. I tell her, if you come, you got to sit so I don't see you. And I see her face during a salacious bit I'm doing. And and she just does this. Like I'm like, you can't, I can't see my more. mom. I can't see my mom hiding in shame during one of my bits. And my mom is very supportive, but like what, she's still a proper woman. I mean, that explains a lot of how I am as a comic where it's like poking that. And that's, you know, she's a proper woman. She doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't like that shit. So I just you know. imagine your mom, you like hitting that punchline. And then she just like has a Dick Tracy like hat on that she's like lowering over her oh. face and like putting a trench coat up and and you're like mom I see you she's like what are you talking about I'm not your mom <laughs> oh I love those noir voices that's that was good you should you do a voiceover with that that noir type voice ah one of these ah yeah having Sam Morel on the podcast <laughs> that's just Mark Norman now <laughs> uh, I don't know it's good to be here I don't know that was Wait. good. <laughs> Little gay, little hungover. I don't know. Sam, good to see you. That was good. I I have a I have a good I have a good Norman. I love that guy. Love love that queef. Uh, <laughs> uh, I want to get into uh, this next segment with you. Um, it is called fanning out. Fanning out questions from fans. Now I reached out to people online and I said if you could ask Sam Marilla a question or give us maybe even a, a scene suggestion to possibly riff, what would that <laughs> right. look like? Uh, we've got a few right here. Um, this comes from Jacob Wilson one on Instagram, Sam, who's your favorite New York city comedian other than yourself? Well, I'm, I'm not my favorite. (laughs) That's a, that's a big, uh, 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 Hmm. I mean, I, there's a lot. I, I love, everyone knows I love David tell so much. He makes me laugh so hard. And, uh, it tells great. There's so many great comics here. So maybe I'll, 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 I feel like everyone knows Atel, so let me shout out a couple comics that maybe 
they haven't heard of and they should have. So I'll give you uh, Dina Hashem and I'll give you uh, Ronan Hirschberg, who I think are both great. Awesome. Well, look those comics up. If Follow uh, them on socials. And, uh, and yeah, they're great. You'll love their stuff. Ronan's yeah. got a joke I love where he says um, he's a Jew from Kentucky and... <laughs> And people ask, how did that happen? He goes, well, when my grandparents fled the Holocaust, they weren't picky. <laughs> they both are great joke writers, so, so follow them both. Yeah, check them out on the YouTubes and whatnots. Um, Herb Vinyl uh, on Instagram says, what is Sam's best memory at the creek in the cave? Thanks, Kyle. Wow, there's so many. I mean, for those of you that don't know, the creek in the cave was, a, was an awesome kind of alternative uh, comedy room in Long Island City run by Rebecca Trent. and there were so many great nights there. I mean, I think of just the nights I got just drunk as hell there. I remember like, geez, uh, so many, I mean, just bombing mics, the, the, the cringe of those mics, the, uh, damn, I'm trying to think. There's so many. It's tough. I'll tell you this one. First time I ever met Mark Norman was actually at the Creek and it must've been, geez, like 13 years ago, 14 years ago. And he was just a, uh, a young comic bombing at a mic and i was like this guy's funny you know it's it's pretty crazy to think about someone i know so well now is uh is just and i'm thinking of other people i, I mean how, I remember how long do you think it took mark to kind of find and lean into his current style because like, he has he has a very specific cadence like the way that he he was that dude pretty early on i think he yeah. he kind of yeah i think he was very like we all kind of emulate who we who we loved as comics at first. And then you kind of grow. So Mark really loved Norm and Jerry Seinfeld and, uh, and, but you know, and he slowly kind of became him on stage. So I think he kind of had a style already, but he just kept getting better and better, you know? So I think that that's how it went, but Mark had good jokes early on. Mark was already funny. Um, Creek in the cave. I mean, shit. Uh, it surprises me that skank, like when I look back, like, and, Skankfest was held there like before it went to that was uh, a great Brooklyn one bizarre dude that weekend was so wild like just the amount of people that were that was special in yeah. every single room just shoulder to shoulder that felt like you want to talk about like like punk rock scene and punk rock comedy like that's the epitome of that right there i got a cut let me think of a all right i got one this probably happened like dude eight nine years ago so long ago whenever this happened but uh I remember there was like a really attractive older woman there and I, I was like pretty young, you know, and I, she kind of, uh, bumped me and I was like, I was like, uh, late I, as a joke, I was like, lady, why don't you watch it? Like I, she could tell us, she laughed really hard when I said it, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and, and she just kind of like, was like, oh, that was like, fun. that guy seems kind of funny, whatever. And then we kind of chat a little bit. She was probably like 15 years older than me at the time, you know? And she just, I don't know how it happened, but she was like, do you want to come upstairs and have sex with me? And I said, uh, okay, <laughs> with a young comic. Uh, and I did. And it was fucking weird. It was just like, that was a good Creek memory. Uh, happened pretty, I was like, cause I fucking, I was like, that's comedy. I made a joke. She laughed. She's like, let's yeah. have sex. And I was like, all right. Do you that remember was her one... name or anything like that? No, so long ago. I honestly don't. I know I sound wow. like a piece of shit saying that. No, but, no, uh, that, that, wow. Yeah. yeah I'm uh, always like, like when, when I, she had a very nice people, apartment. <laughs> yeah. I guess when I, so I've only, I've only had sex with one woman. Right. Oh my God. That's, that's, uh, that's me. I, I married the, the woman who I, 
had sex with is my wife now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I so figured. when I, I figured you, you didn't get married to someone who doesn't <laughs> fuck you and you bang yeah, someone else on the side. Now it's somebody else's baby, but I'm married to somebody oh, okay. else. It's a very right. weird situation that's going on here. <laughs> um, but no, I'm always like, I wouldn't say the word impressed, but I'm more like intrigued. Anytime I have a friend who's like, it's like, yeah, I did. I did. We didn't even exchange name. Like, it's a sexual encounter. I'm like, what is that like? Because it was just, I just like I, we never really. Uh, it never happened again either. We were just. We just had sex. She's like, that was fun. I was like, that was fun. I was like, nice to meet you. It was just like a very weird uh, night. And uh, yeah, that was fun. And thinking of any other creek memories, uh, I don't think any can top that. That's I remember doing solid. like. I remember doing like all these weird podcasts there when it started out and Skankfest was pretty special yeah i remember joe Mackey and i did a show together there for the first year of that and uh yeah there were, there were just so many so many great nights so uh and just you bond with other comedians there and and it was a it was a special comedy room it was great uh this one comes from a gray give on instagram uh following up with joe Mackey. does joe Mackey still incorrectly believe himself to be the kid <laughs> How is it uh, possible to release a new hour every year and bang, marry, kill, burger, tacos, and pizza? Let's start with oh the Joe Mackey one. Uh, yeah, Mackey still thinks he's a kid. That's that's going. Mackey and I used to feud over who gets because I just feel like everyone, every cool character in a movie is like I'm the kid, you know, like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. So we would bicker over who got to be the kid. And uh, yeah, Mackey still thinks he's the kid for sure. What was the next one? Uh, the next one is how is it possible to release a new hour every year? Uh, I don't, I mean, this is my only job. So I just, uh, I try to have some new shit and, uh, I hope I have a new one by the end of next year. Who knows? <laughs> I might be, I might be, uh, done. I might be bone dry right now. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what, uh, it's dude, it's, it's been really cool to, uh, and we really like, you know, we, we don't know each other really that well, but you're one of those guys who, when you're in town in LA or, if I'm in New York, you're one of the the comics that I always like kind of look to see if I can catch a set from because Oh, thank you, man. I uh I just there's a group of you guys out there right now and, and I'm definitely gonna leave um a handful of, of comics out, but um they seem like in the same kind of class where it's like you, Joe List, Mark Normand, um, even like the history of hyenas guys like DeStefano and, and Papa. There, there, there there's like a bunch of you guys that are like really just fun to watch and i'm leaving out a lot of great new york comics by the way sure, but there's so many like good comics here yeah are I, in I mean that, like class that's like kind of like everybody seems to be like kind of on a rise together right now and you're all like friends and stuff it's really it's really cool to see like from an la perspective to, to see what's going on with you guys in new york right now yeah i wish we could like see each other you know it's such a I weird know. time but like I, yeah i'm happy that they're uh, you know to be surrounded by so many driven and, and hilarious people so uh yeah i'm i'm grateful for the scene here in new york i miss the cellar so much dude i'm i have comedy store withdrawals right now i'm like uh, it's crazy right it's yeah yeah to not like be able to to work out and go out there like i'm i'm mainly going out like uh i'm working out stuff when i'm headlining out on the road right now and it's i've never done that before like where i usually had a home base where i'm like okay I'm able to to work this stuff out and then take it out on the road. Now the road is becoming like my new workshop, and it's a it's an interesting kind of experience to try to to work stuff out that way. 
Yeah, it's a uh, it's a tough time to work shit out, also because you just like I I normally this is the first hour that I really felt like I uh, just worked in New York, so I'm used to kind of running it through the mud throughout the country and uh, making sure it's like kind of red state, blue state friendly, and I'm not right. being too pandery or preaching any of the jokes. So uh, yeah, I, I think that's part of the that's part of the process too. So it's tough to not to not do that. Uh, Joey Carper says with your two different styles of comedy, try to put one of your punchlines with one of Sam's jokes. Uh, I have to change my joke. You mean, I'm trying to think of what this I don't means. get it. Two different styles of comedy. Try to put some of your punchlines with one of Sam's jokes. I think what they're trying to say is they want me to do an act out for one of your jokes. Maybe that might be <laughs> Uh, all do right. you have do you have a one-liner or something because i'm like our styles are, are pretty different as far as like i have like some like straight joke formats but i'm a very presentational comic where a lot of my stuff is act out based where if you read it on paper it's like okay yeah that's i guess whatever but like it's a lot about what the show that's is the and best because it's harder it's harder for people to steal your shit uh yeah I, I think like uh geez like what's an act out all right, here's a one-liner. You, you women are amazing because you can fake an orgasm, but not a good mood. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I guess the act out for that would be... Uh... All right, so um, you ladies are really... <laughs> one more time on the joke. You ladies are really good at... <laughs> this is so weird, but this I think... That you can fake be... an orgasm, but you can't fake a good mood. Okay. You ladies are weird because uh, you can fake an orgasm, but you can't fake a good mood. I mean, like we're in bed, and you're you're selling it. You're selling it. You're just like, <laughs> but you can't you can't just say, um, I'm happy with you. All right, there we go. <laughs> that, that, that worked. I think that worked. Oh whatever. It's uh, it, we're, <laughs> that, was a we're tough, that was a tough assignment. It, it is the, the we did our best. Um, to, to to Joey, I hope you enjoyed that, making me uh making me squirm in my own skin while retelling <laughs> one of Sam's jokes. So that was very nice of you to offer that, Sam. Uh, let's see here. Okay, there's a scene suggestion for us. Let's see how this goes. Andy and his Instagram on Instagram. Scene suggestion. Uh, you just you just kidnapped a guy, but now we're stuck in the drive-thru. You, uh, I, and I kidnapped someone? So you kidnapped me, and I'm, yeah. we're in a drive-thru line. So you basically kidnapped me, but now we're having to sit through <laughs> a drive-thru. Like you pulled into the wrong, the wrong oh, area. Okay. All right. All right. So we start a scene. So we're in the drive-thru? Yep. We're... We're you're, yep. We're in the drive-through. We just turned off, and now we're we accidentally you high-speed chase. All right. Now we're sitting through the drive-through. Fuck. All right. I look, man. I was trying to sneak you into a warehouse here, but we're Burger King. So, do you want anything? Um, maybe like the the, the French. Are they serving breakfast? Can you ask if they're serving breakfast? I'm so, I'm sorry. Can you please put put the gun down? I I I just maybe I can order something else. <laughs> What if I just end the scene? I'm like, Kaplow! You're fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> that could That's be the end. That's that... the fucking scene. You fucking asked for breakfast. 
Fuck that shit. Let's just say they don't serve breakfast anymore when you're dead. Yeah, dude. Don't worry about it. Then kid. I then I cruise up. I'm like, oh shit! It turns out they did serve breakfast. I'm sorry. I sorry I murdered you. My 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 brains are splattered all over the window and stuff. And you're like, huh? Oh, the cleaning service on this car. Maybe I just should have had breakfast with this guy. This is uh, this is awkward. Then the twist is we call in uh, Harvey Keitel from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> he makes that shit right. He cleans yep. it up. That was his gig, man. That was his thing. Uh, this is just a request because I think somebody likes your voice. Elijah, uh-huh. Elijah, can you say you're going to like the way you look? I guarantee it. All right. You're going to like the way you look. I guarantee it. That was pretty solid. All right. All right, let me do- Give me uh, some voiceover gigs. How have I never booked a voiceover gig? I'm actually, you don't, you don't do voiceover stuff? No, I've tried. They always are like, we're good. I am working on animated shows. If I saw them, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, your voice is perfect for animation. Thanks, dude. Thank you, man. Yeah. This is my, uh, this is, this is me trying to do this read. You're going to like the way you look. I guarantee it. Holy shit. That was good. You're, that- so you're like the murderer in every, every movie, right? The voiceover? Pretty much Sam. Oh, oh shit. We are that was an good. Issue. Oh my god. I'm gonna kill somebody and it might just be you. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you right now. Yeah. I have a modulator. This is not my speaking voice. Oh, okay. That would suck if someone just had that speaking voice. You know, if they just were like that's how they talk every time they called anyone, they're like, It's a fucking it's a kidnapping. There's a ransom. Oh, uh, like, no, it's just I'm just checking in. No, hi. Uh, I was just. Uh, there's not a bomb or anything. I just wanted to to place an order to go. Is that is that okay? <laughs> That's good. That's solid. <laughs> uh, all right. This comes from McCann Man on Twitter. Three things Sam wants to achieve within the next five years. You know, I just want to keep doing stand up to bigger audiences, and I just want to. I, there's, I, I'm working on an animated show that I'd really like to make. So those are two things I'd like to achieve. And and it's hard to it's hard to look out five five years from now and say this is what I want because I, <laughs> these years have been so unpredictable. So I just want to keep working, and uh, I just want my fucking life back. All right, that's uh, <laughs> that's it. Just give Sam his life back. All right, yeah. so that's a pretty straightforward answer. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's some... This year was very hard on the... Um, it was very hard to gauge growth uh, this yeah. year because literally people are like, I'm just trying to survive. <laughs> like That's like their MO for the whole year. But um, uh-huh. the fact that you made a special in a pandemic is huge. You know what I mean? So like that alone... Like, I know you're not a celebratory person or anything like that. And I'm trying to get you. No, to I'm, I'm grateful. That, but, I'm grateful yeah. that people, that my director, Matt Salacuse, was just so driven that I, I had Josh Fear, who, who was doing behind the scenes camera work, and Dominic Mole, who did the drone and edited it. I mean, like, I had people that were very driven to make this something cool. So I, I, I'm very grateful for that. And, uh, you know, back to the drawing board, man. You got to just keep it's out in the world now. Uh, it's hard it's hard to celebrate when you're kind of like I'm still kind of hungry. I still want to be in a in a different place. So it's kind of hard to be like we did it, you know? It's like <laughs> I, lo- I 
I like to, with things, allow myself these little victories, though, because like in between. No, that's healthier. That's much healthier. <laughs> <laughs> because because it's just one of those things where it's like otherwise it's like then it's like the buildup and stuff. There's not that release that you kind of need after like putting so much effort in. Would you agree or no? No, I mean, I agree with you, but I don't, it's just hard to do it. It's, I, I totally am like, I'm not listening to you and going, he's wrong. I, I'm aware that you have the more mentally healthy approach. I think uh, it's very hard for me to, even if I tell someone, I'll give someone that advice, but it's hard for me to practice what I, what I preach. Right. Um, I was curious about this. I think that um, you've uh, dated some comedians in the past. Um, would you say it's easier or harder to date somebody who's involved and in knowing what you do or somebody who's completely out of the business? Because my wife, for example, she, I took improv with my wife at Second City. So she's like, and, and she's not in the entertainment business. She's like kind of adjacent to it. She teaches improv to help kids now with their, their, their social uh, awareness and um, their, like learning disabilities and stuff like that. So she's like adjacent, but she kind of gets what the scene and everything is all about. Would you say one is, is easier than the other? I don't know. I think you just, it, when they're in your world, it becomes uh, tempting sometimes and you connect in a, in a way that you wouldn't connect with someone who doesn't do standup. Uh, you know, I see a therapist who sees so many standups. So I, I think I have a hard time separating myself from this world. I think you go so hard at standup that you sometimes forget there is another world like you're like oh this is so much a part of my life that so yeah i've dated people that are not in this world and and that could be nice to have a break mm -hmm. but uh i i like you know i'm in a relationship with a comic now and i'm and i'm happy with it i think she's you know she's driven and she's hilarious and she uh it's nice to be with someone who i'm like oh fuck this this thing happened on the road and they're like, Oh, that happened to me on the road. It is nice to have that connection. And, uh, yeah. And for, I think there are ways, you know, when you're in that, uh, similar position in your career, you can kind of just, you can kind of help the other person in a way that maybe someone who's like, not a standups, like, wait, you got a bad hotel in in milwaukee what they'd be like all yeah. right so i i think they understand the frustrations especially when you're traveling they understand those frustrations we're very gentle with each other there we might have stayed at that same bad hotel in milwaukee <laughs> there is that chance oh sure as soon as i heard of milwaukee i was like Ugh, ptsd it's uh, all yeah it's, it, look there's there's advantages and disadvantages like there are in anything <laughs> right right for sure yeah um, we're gonna close it out with this last segment uh, that I call sax talk. Oh, sax talk. So uh, I like uh, an accent with a woman. You know, I think an accent can be not really, but for the sake of this story. And uh, <laughs> but I I met this woman years ago, and she was uh, from Argentina. Yeah. Oh hell yeah! And uh. We had a few drinks. We went back to my place, and she had, you know, a thick accent. So right before we had sex, she goes, "This I will surely regret." And uh, I like that. I like that's more like there's something about that makes it sound so dramatic. That's so much more dramatic than I don't really want to fuck you anymore. You know, so. 
I appreciated that. That's the story. <laughs> and that was Sam Earl's. I have longer though. ones, but I figure like shit, man. That's that's to the point. There you go. It's right to the point. That was like a uh, that was a sax. I think it was the first sax talk one liner we've had <laughs> in, the, in the show's history. Succinct and to the point, just like Sam's jokes. Awesome. Coming, packing those heat, those punches. Check out his special uh, right now up on the roof. You can watch for free on YouTube, Sam. Is there anything else that you'd like to plug before uh, we wrap up? I have a, a basketball pod with Stavros Halkias called Pod Don't Lie. And uh, if you like the NBA, it'll be your favorite podcast for basketball. It's it's a good time. So, uh, But yeah, other than that, I got two specials on YouTube, the Up on the Roof, and uh, I got this both uh, this year. So, and And I believe my previous special positive influence will be on comedy central's youtube at the end of the month so check out that as well oh yeah three for three that's awesome man congrats three, for three man let's do it let's do it let's YouTube, go baby that's 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 the future that future man well uh dude thank you so much for uh for being on the show today and uh continue success and i love you too, uh, watching everything that you're doing and uh yeah stay safe out there man you too man thank you jeremiah Come on, come